Welcome to The Path to Visibility. I'm your host, Janice Mandel, and I'm here to take you under my wing and show you how to create the kind of visibility and reputation you've always dreamed of for your business or yourself. Through my decades of experience launching and managing brands for companies like Microsoft, American Express, and Procter & Gamble, and running my own public relations agency, I know that small and medium-sized businesses can benefit from many of the same strategies and tactics that big companies use to attract attention. I'll be interviewing successful entrepreneurs, marketing pros, and members of the media, and offering actionable tips of my own so you can learn how to do just that. So if you're looking for an effective way to get the word out and build a solid reputation for your brand, look no further. You found it. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to The Path to Visibility. If you're interested in learning simple, proven, affordable ways to build a small business or personal brand, you've come to the right place. Today, we're going to talk about the value of personal branding, what it is, why it matters, and how you can use it to build your business and achieve your goals. This is the second part of a two-part mini-training on how to use public relations when marketing a small business or personal brand. Part one, which aired last week, was about using PR to market a small business. I wanted to focus separately on the benefits of PR for small businesses and personal brands because while there's overlap, there are also differences and I wanted to ensure that I had sufficient time to highlight them. That's because small business marketing is about selling products and services, while personal branding is more about communicating expertise and building relationships. If you'd like to listen to part one, please check out episode four, which is called How Small Businesses Can Win Big with PR. I'll link to it in the show notes. It does make a lot of sense for many small businesses to use personal branding as part of their marketing strategy because it puts a face on the company and this helps build trust with customers and creates a unique identity for the business, which helps set it apart from the competition. Here's an example of what I mean. Gary Vaynerchuk, also known as Gary V, is a well-known marketing expert, but back in 2006, he was running his family's liquor business. To help with marketing, he launched a daily YouTube show called Wine Library TV where he talked about wine in an unconventional and fun way. That helped people get to know him, and he started to attract a cult-like following. It also helped him grow the business to $60 million a year, and that allowed him to step away from selling wine to start a digital ad agency, write books, and become a sought-after speaker. And now Gary Vee advises Fortune 500 companies on marketing and runs a big U.S. advertising agency. I'm sure you all know business owners who stand out from the competition because of who they are. It may be a restaurant owner who showcases their passion for food by getting profiled in the local paper, or a dog trainer who demonstrates their expertise with training tips on TikTok, or some other business person who goes the extra mile to make sure that you know who they are and what they can do. This is the essence of personal branding. So it's important to realize that personal branding isn't just for celebrities and influencers. Anyone can benefit from building a strong personal brand. And in the process, become a go-to person in their field. And the good news is, it's actually easier than it looks. By developing and communicating your expertise and the passion for what you do, you'll be able to differentiate yourself from the competition, establish trust and credibility with your audience, generate higher fees, and attract new customers and opportunities. So whether you're a solopreneur, small business owner, or aspiring thought leader, This episode will provide you with practical tips and strategies to help you build a strong and successful personal brand, even if you don't know where to start. Okay, let's step back for a minute and talk about how personal branding compares to the kind of branding that big companies do. 
Many years ago, I read a great article in Fast Company magazine. The title was The Brand Called You, and it was written by management expert Tom Peters. In the article, he says, big companies understand that everyone has a chance to stand out. So let's think about products like Tide, Pampers, Levi Jeans, and Shark Vacuum Cleaners. These are some of today's top brands, according to BrandSpark, a company that does an annual survey about which brands are the most trusted. By looking at how these brands market themselves, we can learn from the approach they take. It doesn't matter if they operate in a crowded marketplace, which, by the way, many of them do, because they're able to distinguish themselves from other similar brands in a way that's relevant to their ideal customer. Take Tide, for example. That's a brand I'm very familiar with and worked on when I was head of PR for Canada at P&G. Tide focuses on getting out tough stains, and their ideal customer includes families and people who are active. What Tom Peters says in his Brand Called You article is, don't be defined by your job description or title. Instead, ask yourself the same question that Tide and Pampers brand managers ask themselves. What is it about my product or service that makes it different? Think of yourself as a brand and ask yourself what makes you different. If your answer wouldn't light up the eyes of a prospective client, or worse, if it doesn't grab you, Tom Peters would tell you that it may be time for a rebrand or at least a brand refresh, as we used to say at P&G. He actually says it's a good idea to reinvent yourself on a semi-regular basis to avoid becoming a slave to a career path that may no longer serve you or energize you. Can you relate? I certainly can. So at this point, you may be thinking, personal branding sounds like a great idea, but how? How do I develop or revitalize my personal brand? Let's talk about that. There isn't just one way to create a personal brand. As you can see from Gary Vaynerchuk's example, he created a video show about wine, and over the course of time, that made him a marketing expert. I'm not sure he set out to be a marketing expert, but that's where he ended up, and I think he's quite happy to be there. Similarly, Brene Brown started out in 2002 as a researcher and a grad school professor at the University of Houston. She studied topics like courage, shame, empathy, leadership, and vulnerability. Her research was the subject of a TED Talk, which she didn't even know was being videotaped, but it was. And as she said, suddenly, I was everywhere. Because the TED Talk led to her getting interviewed by NPR and CNN and drumroll please, Oprah Winfrey. And the rest, as they say, is history. For those who don't know her, Brene Brown gave one of the most watched TED Talks of all time. It's called The Power of Vulnerability, and its popularity took her from academic obscurity to becoming a highly sought-after figure in the world of personal development. I'm using Brene Brown as an example because when I was doing research for this podcast, several people mentioned that they wanted to be known and sought-after like Brene Brown. So I want to do a little research into how she got to where she is. Now that I have, I can see that she had an interesting and timely message about vulnerability, good presentation skills, a relatable personality, and maybe a bit of luck. She could be anyone. So back to getting started with your personal brand. Let's begin with stage one. I'm going to call it setting your intention. There are three steps in this first stage. Number one, establish your goal. Number two, identify your audience. Number three, determine where you stand. Let's go through these individually. Step one is to establish a goal for yourself. What are you trying to accomplish? And what do you want to be known for? This may require some research. You may want to look at others in the area you're pursuing. What's their expertise? How do they market themselves? 
This is useful to understand as you set your own goals. Next, you want to identify your target audience. Who do you want to reach? Describe them in a few sentences. What do they want? What are they interested in? Where do they get their information? Where do they gather online, offline, things like that? If the area of expertise you're pursuing is broad, you may benefit from niching down because that allows you to focus on a specific audience, which can make it easier for you to differentiate yourself, especially in a crowded marketplace. Here's an example of what I mean. Let's say you're a wedding planner. That's a big category. So it may be easier for you to stand out if you specialize, say, in destination weddings. That way, you'll accumulate more experience than someone who plans all kinds of weddings, and people who want a destination wedding will be attracted to your expertise. As you develop your reputation and visibility in this specialty area, you may find that you're able to attract higher fees, potential partnerships, and other benefits that make you stand out even further. This applies to any area where expertise is valued. So after you've set your goal and defined your audience, the next step is to determine where you stand in the market. You can do this by making a list of your strengths, top skills, and any distinguishing characteristics that set you apart from colleagues or competitors. Also, include what Tom Peters calls your braggables. These are the results you've gotten, and most importantly, the accomplishments you can take credit for. Any big successful project or result that relates to your personal brand goal should be included. You should also highlight anything that makes you unique because it will help you be memorable even if it's not specifically related to the goal you've set. Once you've done this, ask yourself, how do the strengths, skills, and accomplishments you listed support the goal you set for your personal brand? Let's say you want to be a leadership coach. Are you a good strategic thinker? Do you listen well? Are you good at providing feedback? Those are some of the characteristics you want to highlight. Any positive results you have in the form of client testimonials would also be helpful. And if you have some client names that are recognizable in your field, all the better. Qualities or characteristics that distinguish you from your competitors or colleagues should also be included. Maybe you speak five languages or you're an ultra-marathon competitor. These traits give your brand character and personality, so don't be afraid to include them when you're positioning yourself in the market. Now let's talk about the next stage, which is marketing your personal brand. To effectively market a personal brand, you need to build your credibility, your visibility, and your reputation. The best place to start is with the research you did. That should give you some insight into your target audience, like who are they, what do they want, where do they get their information, that type of thing. It's very important that you factor this into your marketing because it will help you decide how and where to focus your brand building efforts. For most brands, the first step is usually to create visibility typically through some type of big budget advertising. A personal brand also needs visibility, but you probably don't have the budget to buy it. But that's not a problem because there are many ways to gain visibility that don't require any budget. All you need is some idea of where your target audience is likely to see you. So ask yourself things like, are they active on social media? If so, which platforms? If you don't know, ask them because you'll want to be active on the same social media your target audience uses. This may not be a trendy new platform like TikTok, not that there's anything wrong with being on TikTok, provided your target audience is there. But if they're not, it makes more sense for you to put your effort towards social platforms where your audience is likely to see and engage with your content. 
So do some research if you need to find out where they're most likely to be. Then start with one platform. And once you've mastered that, move on to another until you've created a presence in the places where your target audience is going to see you, whether that is LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or somewhere else. Now let's talk about conferences and trade shows. Does your target audience attend these? If yes, which ones? Start making a list because these are events you'll want to speak at, perhaps initially in a breakout session, but you'll eventually want to work your way up to keynoting. You'll also want to attend some of these events yourself for the purpose of networking because conferences and trade shows are a great place to make contacts in many industries. Next, does your audience listen to podcasts? If yes, consider hosting one because podcasting, like blogging, is a great way to put your own original content out into the world and it's also an underrated networking tool. I'm finding this out myself as I embark on this podcast Interviewing people in your space is a great way to reconnect with old contacts and make new connections. For example, my guest next week is a former colleague who's also an expert in artificial intelligence. He's also a LinkedIn learning instructor and teaches university-level digital marketing. It was great to reconnect with him, and I'm excited to hear what he has to say about how AI can help small business and personal brands build their visibility. The following week, I'm interviewing a new connection about how to use SEO to get found online. Both interviews were made possible because I host a podcast. You can also interview people if you blog, which is another good way to build visibility around your area of expertise. And there's an added benefit when you guest post for a popular blog because you may be able to benefit from a backlink to your website. Other ways to build your visibility include guest lecturing or teaching at a local university or adult education class in the area you want to be known for. You can also contribute to an industry or alumni publication, community newspaper, or even a company blog. As you start publishing more frequently, you can ladder up and submit articles to publications that your target audience reads, like, for example, Fast Company or Harvard Business Review. You can also reach out to media for the purpose of being quoted if you see an article that you have an opinion about. I did an entire episode on how to be quoted in the media which, in my experience, is one of the fastest and easiest ways to build visibility. I will link to that in the show notes. Finally, when you have the time, you should really consider two activities that have proven very helpful for building a personal brand. The first is building an email list. Most people with a well-known personal brand swear by the effectiveness of their email list when it comes to communicating with their target audience. The reason for this is simple. It provides a direct connection, unlike social media, which requires you to go through a third party that you have no control over. The bottom line here is don't build on rented land. Social media companies provide you with access to their platforms, but they can and do make changes anytime without consulting or notifying you. They can also revoke your access, delete your content, or suspend your accounts at their discretion. Even platforms like LinkedIn do this. Social media has its uses. For example, it's a cost-effective way to reach a large audience, but so is email marketing, which is also highly targeted, and it can be personalized, measured, and automated. Most importantly, when you want to communicate about something specific, like a new course you're offering, the consulting or coaching services that you provide, a new article you just published, or even your latest podcast episode, sending a note to your email list ensures any fans you have will hear about it. The people on your email list are your people. They signed up to hear from you because they're interested in what you have to say and what you do. So you should make good use of them. 
And finally, last but not least, you may want to consider writing a book. If you have the time and the patience, becoming an author is a great way to communicate your expertise and establish your credibility. It can also help you build authority in a new field and enhance your reputation as a thought leader. Books today have almost become like business cards. Everybody has one because you no longer need a publisher. Today, you can self-publish, a popular approach that's accessible to almost anyone. There are pros and cons to each way of publishing. If you want to go the traditional route, you write a book proposal and it would have to be accepted by a literary agent or publisher who would then take control of the process of publishing your book. In comparison, if you self-publish, you retain control of the process. There's also a hybrid method where a professional publisher does some of the work and you do the rest. The great thing about a book is that it showcases your unique perspective, approach, and voice, which then sets you apart from others in your field. And promoting your book helps increase your visibility, reach new audiences, and potentially attract new opportunities, clients, and customers. Regardless of which approach you take, and in case you're wondering, most readers would not be able to tell how a book was published, writing a book is a very effective way to enhance your personal brand and open up opportunities for professional growth and success. So as you can see, there are a lot of ways to build a personal brand. You should pursue the ones that appeal to you and your target audience. I want to note here that if you work for a company and you want to develop your personal brand, they should support you because they will benefit through something called the halo effect. You may have to educate your boss about this, but what it means is everything you do to grow your brand, the projects you take on, the relationships you develop, the networks you build, the results you generate, everything that's good for you rubs off on your employer, and it can be used by them to get attention, attract clients, build authority, etc. Say, for example, you're a lawyer and you work for a big firm that also wants to attract business in a specific area like, say, entertainment law. If you have some experience in this area and you want to build a personal brand as an entertainment law expert, you may start writing about your cases on the company blog, speaking in industry events. Maybe you become active on Twitter, commenting on legal aspects of the entertainment news of the day, and ultimately write a book on entertainment law. Regardless of the approach you take to build your personal brand, your firm will also benefit from the attention you attract, and that will likely lead to more business for them and ultimately help grow their entertainment practice. That is the halo effect in action. Whatever your business goals are, personal branding can be used to support them. But to be successful, you'll need to follow an approach that takes these goals into consideration. You will also need to set out a realistic timeline for what you want to accomplish and a way to track your success. It's a long game that requires planning, consistency, and patience. You'll probably want to throw in the towel many times, but resist the urge to give up because with personal branding, everything you do matters and builds on itself. As Tom Peters says, when you're promoting brand you, it all matters. From the way you handle phone conversations and email messages to the way you conduct meetings, it's all part of the larger message you're sending about your brand. The real power of you is your influence and reputation, and the key to any personal branding campaign is word of mouth. So finding ways to nurture your network of friends, colleagues, clients, and customers is the most important marketing vehicle you've got because everyone wants to associate with brands that have a powerful presence because it creates a halo effect that rubs off on them. One last point. 
However you choose to build your personal brand, you'll need to define some way of tracking your results. And at least every month or so, identify what's working and what isn't so you can make adjustments accordingly. If you're spending time on posting to a certain social media platform, for example, but you're not getting any engagement there, you may want to reassess. I see a lot of people using social media in particular without any results. If this is happening, I would highly recommend that you find someone to audit your account if you want to stick with it, because this will help identify where you may be able to improve. You'll also want to review your overall personal branding strategy once a quarter so you can evaluate your progress on the goals you set and plan for the future. Well, that brings us to the end of today's episode, which was a mini training about the value of personal branding. Let's quickly recap what we talked about. First, I introduced the concept of personal branding and explained why it's valuable for small businesses. Then we talked about how personal branding compares to the kind of branding that big companies do. The takeaway there was that it doesn't matter if big brands like Tide operate in a crowded marketplace because they find ways to distinguish themselves from similar brands. You can do the same with your personal brand. I also talked about how to develop your personal brand by first setting your intention, which involves establishing your goal, identifying your audience, and determining where you stand in the marketplace. Then we talked about how to effectively market brand you through building visibility, credibility, and reputation using tools like social media, conferences and trade shows, podcasts and blogs, the news media, email marketing, and by writing a book. That's not meant to be an exhaustive list, it's just some ideas. You will want to use the tools that make sense for you and your audience. Do some research to find out what these are. Whatever approach you take will need to be monitored and evaluated, along with your overall strategies, which should be assessed quarterly against the goals you set for yourself. I hope you found this episode valuable. I know we covered a lot, but I promise we will revisit these topics in future episodes, and as we talk more about them, you will begin to see how they fit into the marketing plans for your personal brand, if you don't already. In the meantime, please follow the show if you liked today's episode and tell your friends about it, and keep following your path to visibility. I'll be right here with you for the journey. Bye for now, and have a great week.